Memphis, 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 Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I'm your host, Daniel Greer, and today we have the new guys. We have the new guys over from Grizzly. They're joining me. You've already heard Nathan Qualls already, but we have a new guy, and we're going to let him go first. We have Chris Ingram. What's up, Chris? What up, what up, what up, what up, everybody? What's up, Grizz Nation? Everybody listening in, glad to be here. And uh, yeah, man, let's get it going. Yep, so uh, Nathan wrote an article last week, I believe. It was before the All-Star break. Uh, Nathan, how has the feedback been so far on your first article with Grizzly? Terrible. That's about normal. Yeah, it's been horrible. And I'm <laughs> the only person who's talked to me about is my dad. He's very disappointed. <laughs> no, nah, man, it was good. It was good. It was a good good to get the first one out of the way. But I uh, got another one coming up here soon, so really excited about that. All right. Your first one was more the weekly wrap-up, round-up. I don't know, whatever it was. It was something up. Uh, what's this next one coming up? So we're going to do a brief recap of the Grizz game before the All-Star break against the Pelicans and the Trailblazers. But main thing is going to be doing a bit of a deep dive into a, a playoff push and sort of the key aspects that – might define how the next couple months are going to go as they look to to make a final push for that two seed or at least lock up that three seed in the playoffs. So got some good stuff in there, some some pros, some cons to the season so far and what we need to do to or the team needs to do to really get on track for that playoff push. All right, so stay tuned from Nathan. He's got one coming out and they're going to continue to come out. These guys are banging them out and there's only 22 games left in a season. Uh, but Chris, tell us a little bit about your article that just came out yesterday. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about that so people can tune in and uh, make sure they check it out and get you some clicks. We like clicks. Oh, yeah, for sure. We got to get the clicks now. That's what we do it for. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my piece was pretty much a, a all-star weekend wrap-up. So, you know, with everything that went on from – I mean, starting from Friday with Ja going viral, you know, from being on the PJ uh, with his family turning <laughs> up uh, all the way to the end on Sunday – which I didn't really hear too much on it, but man, you know, I know some people like chill out. It ain't that serious. I got a gripe with Eric Spolster for, you know, not putting him in the game uh, more than what he did. But uh, just, you know, talking about the success that came out of that weekend with them two guys and, you know, the eyes that um, got to see them for the first time, maybe on a national stage, you know, it was pretty dope to see that because here in Memphis, we haven't had that. I mean, we've never had a John Morant. I mean, I mean the best shooter we've ever had has probably been Mike Miller, you know, arguably. So, you know, to see them guys go out there and compete being so young, uh, just kind of broke that down and, uh, you know, seeing how we can build on that going forward. So check that out if y'all haven't already, and we got plenty more to come. So stay tuned. Yep. Today we're going to get into a little bit about uh, the expectations for the rest of the year. So this year there's 22 games left. It's going to come – uh, fast and furious and no this isn't a new episode or new movie fast and furious grizzlies edition uh this is going to be the rest of the season it's going to be crazy uh it's going to be something i think that we'll look back on and just blink and it'll be gone uh but going back to you chris on that uh i guess the all-star stuff with eric spolstra i know you got a gripe and i think i do too i don't really know if i do yet but i'm i'm, I'm kind of irritated and i don't know if i'm allowed to be irritated with what happened Uh, But tell me your gripe, because I think I have something to piggyback onto that. I just want to hear what your thoughts are on that. Well, my thing is this. um, It's hard to, like, debate if if Ja's the most exciting player in the league. Like, it's nobody that's going in night in and night out doing what that dude does on the court. So, you know, that's my number one thing. If if he's getting voted in as a starter by the fans – like, we need to see him. We know what he brings to the table. And it's an all-star game. It's an exhibition game. So, I wasn't really too worried about him getting hurt. You know, obviously, freak accidents happen. But, like, y'all see how people was moving out of the lane for Joel and B going with that slow, boring stuff he was doing. Like, i much rather see Ja and these other guys as athletic, you know, do some stuff like that. And uh, I actually tweeted this out. Uh, after the game, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm glad Team Durant lost because if, if Embiid would have got MVP playing the way he was playing, like, well, nobody wanted to see that. So, uh, 
you know, that was, you know, gripe number one. You kind of saw how, you know, I know he was kind of timid a little bit, but you got to get a guy like that the ball. And, you know, they, they were just keeping the ball away from him in the first half. Uh, third quarter, he didn't play too much. Uh, and fourth quarter, he didn't play at all. So I just really didn't understand that. Um, I seen some people talking about, like, you know, well, Zion, his first time, he didn't really play too much. Or first-year players don't really get a lot. But, no, he was voted a starter for a reason. There's right. no issues. I don't want to hear that. And then, too, you look at LaMelo Ball and uh, Deontay Murray. They got more time than he did. I think yeah. they logged almost 23 yeah. minutes or more apiece. So it just really didn't make sense to me uh, being on a stage like that, that you got a player of that magnitude, that excitement in an all-star game. He didn't really get a chance to shine. So um, my only thing that I could think of is maybe, you know, the front office called and said, hey, y'all chill out this weekend. Um, because I did see Desmond Bain. He didn't really seem like, you know, himself on Friday night either. So yeah, that's the only thing I can pull from it, man. You know, you know, you may be thinking the same thing I am, but I didn't like that at all. Yeah, so, so I was looking at that, and I was waiting to hear, you know, the aftermath of the whole press conference afterwards and job maybe says, hey, I, you know, we, I, I talked to Spo, and I said, you know, ride the young guys. I got the rest, you know, the last half of the season, you know, I'm ready to go. You know, I just felt like uh, they had it going or something. You didn't hear that. It was, hey, I'm locked in the rest of the season, but that's job, right? So is it his ankle? I, I don't think so. He looked normal. Is it the front office? There's no way the front office is going to pull a job Morant back and say, hey, dude, I know you just got here. Don't play a lot. He played 18 minutes, was a plus four. I know we don't do plus and minus in an all-star game, but he is the highest plus minus in the all-star game for Team Durant. I don't, I don't know what happened, and I'm, I'm not going to speculate that he chose other people over him, but something I will look at, uh, they didn't – Desmond Bain and John Morant both looked skittish. They did not look good in the in the games that they were in. Jaw was very much a pass first guy uh, in the All Star game, but when you're getting to an All Star game, you want to be the guy who says, "Hey, I'm going to pass it off, kind of free flow. Everybody have fun, do your thing." It kept sticking in some people's hands, which was a little weird, and it never kind of got to Jaw. Uh, we've kind of had conversations between me and my friends that they kind of were trying to freeze him out, and I don't believe it, but that's some bullshit. Yeah, that's what that is. So either way. All right, so let's get into it. Enough about the All-Star game, uh, but go check out their pieces. Uh, they were really cool, really good, and uh, these guys are going to do much better than I ever have. Uh, and so make sure you go check them out. But if you go back and see my name somewhere, just ignore it. Like, don't click on mine. Mine aren't good. Click on theirs. Theirs is the good stuff. So uh, I'm just going to keep producing the audio, and they're going to do the writing and then and the audio, and then I'm going to be out of a job. It'll be weird, but we're going to keep rocking. Um, All right, so let's get into it. We have 22 games like I just talked about, and so I want to go back, and Nathan, I'm going to run you first the whole time, and so we'll kind of keep that rotation so, A, I don't forget. Uh, That's usually the easiest thing for me to do. Uh, So, Nathan, grade on the first half of the season so far. I'll give it an A- minus because you can't get it anywhere lower than – the A category based off of like preseason expectations. I mean, coming into the season, I was telling people I thought six seed was going to be a successful season, right? If they got the six seed, that meant Jaron yeah. was able to step in, grow with Ja, that they were going to be able to start clicking, and that was going to be the next step in the progression. And so for them to be at the three seed, I mean, it's really, it's just, it, you, you almost want to treat it as a house money thing as a Grizzlies fan, other than I think fans are starting to, identify with a team where there's never a lower expectation it's always the highest expectation so I think that's the only reason I can throw a minus on it is because there are things that need to improve for the playoffs you know and I'll I'll hit on that piece a little bit going forward but there's certain things and I don't know if we want to talk about this now we can talk about a little bit later but there's things around three-point shooting free throw shooting a couple of things that really have to improve but man I mean, it's hard to be disappointed when you come in and you're the three seed with 22 games to go, right? It's pretty much a lock for the three seed and a real good chance with the upcoming schedule to get that two seed. It's hard to go anywhere lower than an A minus. And honestly, that's being nitpicky. Yeah, I think that is nitpicky. Chris, let's hear you. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to go a little bit above them uh, with an A plus because – Kind of the same thing you were saying. Um, I know that first year Ja got here, you know, we made it to, you know, the, the play-in of that season. So, 
Um, a lot of people was picking us to be almost dead last. I didn't really understand the thinking of that because of the vets we had. Um, I knew what Ja was going to bring to the table, and then you got to see that even early on. I remember I was at that game when he got that um, that block on Kyrie, and I was like, I'm not do different already. So, you know, second year, obviously, you saw him progress. They didn't, you know, end the way they wanted it to. But this year, I was like kind of the same thing. Nathan said six seed was pretty much a lock, I feel like, kind of looking at the landscape of the, you know, the West. But injuries start coming in. I don't think nobody would have put money on the Lakers being as bad as what they are. Um, so it's kind of hard to kind of fit them in above that. But to be in a third seed right now and, you know, knocking on the door to second seed, Draymond Green not coming back. So I see us passing the Warriors with flying colors. If it was more games than 22, we probably could catch the, you know, the Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul being out. Um, but, you know, I'd be cool with a second seed because, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the highest we've ever been in our 20, which is 25 or 26 years. Either one um, of being, you know, in you know in the league. It's an A-plus. I can't see it being no – you know, I don't. I can't nitpick anything about it. And we don't even have Dylan Brooks. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, you know, A-plus for me for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think if you look back on this, and I know, Nathan, you were trying to look at it as, you know, now that we're in the moment – like, what is the grade that we give it? And, yes, you can nitpick and say it's an A-. minus. But before the season started, if somebody would have told you that you had the third seed going into the last 22 games, you're saying an A+++. plus plus plus. You, you, get, you get 110 on that test. Uh, but I understand your reasoning for that, uh, keeping it a little humble. But we're going to keep on with some humility. The area for improvement going forward. Has anyone talked about the three-point shooting before? I don't know. Has no, anyone ever covered a three-point shooting with the Grizzlies? Never. Never. <laughs> it's never been a thing. No, I mean, that's that's really the only the only thing is shooting, right? Because it's the way it stands. The Grizzlies are not a good jump shooting team, right? And that's when it gets to the playoffs, the things that the Grizzlies have been great at all year that have gotten them to that three seed are going to be really, really hard to come by because it's all, it's all hustle stats and stuff with pace points in transition I, I looked at it yesterday I think they lead in points in transition fast break points rebounding points off turnovers I mean points in the paint it's all of those stats that they are stellar in that when the game slows down in the playoffs are just going to be really hard to come by and so the the jump shooting's got to improve and that's going to help when, when Dylan Brooks comes back that's going to help DeAnthony Melton seems to be finding a shot which is going to really help especially off the bench but um when the play when playoffs come around, they're gonna to have to figure that out. And the free throw shooting, man, the free throw shooting has got to get better. That's just yeah. when the games are as tight as they're gonna be in the playoffs. That's just got to get better for them. Yeah, shooting's always been uh, Memphis's woe. In always honesty. right, uh, Chris. Do you have anything else other than shooting? Oh, uh, not really. I mean, we. I mean, number one defense almost with the way that we're playing. Jaron taking this step, so I'm not really worried about it on the defensive end. It's kind of the same thing Nathan was saying, uh, and that's one thing that we, you know, Rudy Gay, I think, was the last person we had that, you know, you can just say get a ball to, and get a bucket, and you kind of, you know, you sure he can pretty much, you know, you confident in what he's gonna do with the ball. Dylan is that. You know, it's, it's all that cloth a little bit, but it's that irrational confidence that sometimes in a playoff series, I'm like, ah, I don't know, you know. And he he stepped up big, man. I've been a a big Dylan critiquer uh, <laughs> for a while. And in that playoff series last year, uh, dude impressed me. He earned my respect. And even coming back in this year, uh, you saw a lot of, you know, growth in his game. So if he can stick to playoff last year, Dylan, early this year, Dylan, before he got hurt, he kind of started reverting back to those habits, um, I think we'll be okay. Cause I mean, you got to get a bucket and, you know, somebody's going to find a way to, you know, clog the lane for Ja. You know, we've seen teams, they've been blitzing him this year. He's been seeing some things he have not seen before. So I don't want to just depend on Ja to go make a spectacular, you know, throw in layup at the end of the game. I know he can do it, but uh, we need that shot creating, you know, to be uh, tip top. And, you know, as long as people hitting shots, uh, three-point shots like you know like you said Nathan I think we'll be all right but that's I mean you got to score defense gonna be there but if we can't score we're gonna be coming back to Memphis yeah oh yeah I agree and and shooting has always been you know there well for sure but I think this is a the first year that I felt comfortable 
with more people shooting on their team than they've had in the past. And I don't know if this is, you know, and y'all's thoughts are the best shooting team the Grizzlies have ever had. I, I don't know of another one that's better than this team. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. So, all right. So, obviously, I think those are the softball questions that uh, we have out there. They're only going to get harder when we got to get these guys arguing back and forth. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the second half predictions or when I say second half predictions after the all-star game, whatever, I don't care what you call it. Don't, don't tweet me and tell me I'm an idiot and I can't count. Obviously, obviously I know half, I know 41 is more than 19. That's Grizzlies wins over their losses. So let's go with the last 22 games. The Grizzlies will have a what record in these 22 games. If you want to give me the full record on the end of the year, that's fine too. Whatever math you want to do, you tell me what's the record, Nathan. He's using his toes. I get it. I see it. I am. I'm, I'm counting through the socks. It's the only way I can count. <laughs> I, I say, I think we got 22, 15 and seven. I think okay. 15 and seven is good. I, I, I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but I think they only play through, through March. They got 16 games, 17 games, and only six of the teams have – winning records. And then in April, they sort of get put through the ringer against Suns, Jazz, and uh, Celtics who have turned it on lately. So I think that's probably that's probably a good number. I'd say 15 and 7. Wow. That would give the Grizzlies a, what, 56 wins? 56. Chris, what's your number? Nathan took mine. So for, for <laughs> argument's sake, I'm going to change it up, and I'm going to say um, – <clears throat> I say 16, and now you're messing up my math, Nathan, because I, I had it in my head. Um, so you got one more win? One, one more, more win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 right. and 6. Man, yeah, right. I had a brain fart. But, um, yeah. So going, 57 and 25 on the year. Yeah, that would be the record, wouldn't it? Seven. That's got to be the record. There's The Grizzlies have never Franchise played better than that, yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, so 57, God, I, I, I'm not even going to, I'm trying to Google right now. I'm trying to find the number for the record for the Grizzlies. I don't know if they still have their future number wins or losses still on here. I'm, I'm going to look, uh, but that would be, <laughs> that would be amazing if that happened. Um, do you think that they actually put the pedal to the metal during that? And like, they, you think they go after that record? You think that's is, is whether is it needed or do you think they're just saying, hey, we want to continue to keep playing well going into the end of the year? I think it's going to really depend on, like I said, I think that Warriors second spot is a lock for us. I really do. But it really depends on what the Suns look like. If the Suns look like they're falling off a little bit, you know, I think they said Chris Paul going to be out close to like six weeks or, or something like six that. Six to eight, so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's borderline almost the rest of the season. Um, and I really don't see them unless they like having to just catch. I mean, it's not even possible numbers wise for them to fall that far. So I think maybe those last few games, them teams that we're playing at the end, even though they're top teams. Yeah. I think they may take their, you know, foot off a little bit because it may not be much of a catch for them. But, you know, I just know the way that them, them dudes in Memphis, how they how they play, you know, yeah. they, they're trying to, you know, win mm-hmm. as much as possible. So I, I could see it as a real possibility. Wow. All right. Well, the number in uh, Vegas is 54 and a half. Uh, I think it started off at 41 and a half, I believe, before the season yeah. started. Um, That'd you've a nice got, alternate over to take. <laughs> yeah, you got, your, you got your money already on that one. Uh, this one, 54 and a half. Uh, if you're a fan of this show, then you like over 54 and a half, right? So um, mm-hmm. we're going to keep going. Do the Grizzlies, they have uh, currently a five and a half game lead on the, the Dallas Mavericks. Is that all said and done? The first Southwest Division banner coming home to the Grizzlies this year? Oh, Guarantee? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All if right. not, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really upset. You wouldn't <laughs> be able to get me on the podcast. I'll just be in mourning. <laughs> all right. So um, let's get into the playoffs a little bit, and we'll go back and forth on these. But as the Grizzlies, uh, if they lose a series, we'll start off with a negative one. If they lose a series in the playoffs. What's the reason why? Is there a flaw that you're looking at? What's the reason that they take the L? Nathan? I, to get away from the shooting stuff without actually getting away from the shooting stuff, probably. 
I'll say that Dylan Brooks wasn't able to reintegrate in time. Okay. The thing that, that'll get him. I think Dylan is going to be a, a big X factor for them as far as obviously defensively, he takes on a lot of the important matchups, but two, his jumper, not just from, not just from three, but his little mid range jumper is such a good go-to shot for them. Is it? Um, yeah. Is oh yeah, absolutely. If you get the last, last second half, yeah, second half of last year, Dylan, when he would get to that mid-range shot, that was one of the shots I was most confident in. Going confident? You're confident Absolutely. in Dylan Brooks? A shot like the black hole? Like? Oh, oh yeah. He Absolutely. does because he doesn't also, pass it once he gets it, right? Check out my Twitter profile. That, that there's one guy I took a picture with when I was outside FedEx Forum, and it was Dylan Brooks. Because nobody so, else wanted a picture with him. Yeah, exactly. But I did. I'm here for Dylan Brooks. I love Dylan Brooks. God. Listen, I, I know the narratives of he's a ball stopper and the ball gets to him, he doesn't pass. And I'm not arguing <laughs> either one of those points. But when the offense breaks down and they need something besides Ja getting in the paint and dishing out to a shooter, I like that Dylan Brooks getting into that free throw line or just outside the paint mid-range jumper. I think it's money. But if, okay. it, but if they lose, I think it's because he wasn't able to get back to that form. All right, Chris. What's your thoughts? First loss, playoff series, what's the reason? Man, I don't want Grizz Twitter to, to attack me on this, but I probably got some people that agree with me on it. Um, we done learned with having Coach Jenkins here that when he gets a toy or when he gets an idea in his head, he sticks to it no matter what, and he won't let it go. So I just, you know, I got some feeling that we're going to get into a playoff series and Zaire is going to get – torched or he's gonna have a terrible shooting night or something and he just gonna force the issue with it um I know the big thing was I can't who was that when we played and Zaire missed it it was the before the Knicks game um he I'll look it up. That, yeah he missed that he missed that open three at the end Sixers yeah Sixers. yeah 76ers yeah so and everybody was on him about it and I was more so of the mindset that you don't even get upset at that guy if Jenkins got melting in the game Mm-hmm. Melton is the better shooter, period. We know that. Um, and from, you know, just from, you know, us looking at it, Zaire, he has great first halves. But outside of the Knicks game, it's been rare where he'll play, you know, great like that from start to finish. And so I just don't want, you know, Jenkins to get into a point to where we, you know, in a close game in the playoffs and you got, you know, somebody that's going to play great defense like Melton does. I'm not saying Zaire does it because he's been playing great on the defensive end, but, uh, you got to make shots, and you know it kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier. You need to put your best people on the floor. Period. Not you know, not your favorites, TJ. We need to put the people that don't <laughs> want us the game. So that's what I would see. You know, outside of injury, you know, of course. All right. So one, I agree with Nathan. It will be Dylan Brooks because I do think he is going to be. He's he's the one who you don't know what he's going to do right. He's a wild card. And he, if he doesn't play well, usually the Grizzlies don't because he, he literally is the black hole sometimes when he when he gets the ball. Um, but the other was Zaire. I think they're using Zaire nicely right now because I, I think that he is a good player. And I do I do agree that sometimes uh, they kind of push the issue on these young guys, but I don't think that's like that in the playoffs. Though. So I, I disagree, Chris, because I don't think there's any way that they're going to push Zaire down our throats in the playoffs. Uh, do you really believe they're going to just stick with him no matter what? Start, no. Uh, you know, with, with obviously with Dylan coming back, you got to start Dylan. But my thing is just, you know, I just don't know, man. I, I, from, from, from Taylor's history, I just, I've seen him do it with Grayson. Um, I've seen him do it, you know, that first year too. So I hope and pray that he doesn't. But, you know, I've seen him do it before. Um, and granted, you know, I've seen Dylan do some crazy stuff too. But um, I'm more confident putting the guys that have been there before um, in there at the end. So that's just, like I said, it, if something was to happen outside of that, then it is what it is. But that's what I, that's the only thing in my mind right now that if I see that happening, I'm really going to be mad. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like, no, let's not do that. And, and I'm with I'm with you, Chris. On it's going to take a it's going to take a mentality switch for that too. Because even this year, you could see that despite the amazing season they've had, they've said time and time again, we are not sacrificing the long term vision for the short term realities. Right. But 
that being said, the long-term vision is a championship and you're the three seed in the West. Yeah. So I would, I would hope that that would switch, but it hasn't so far. Right. Just like that Sixers game was only a couple of weeks ago when they threw it to him in the corner and they had him in, in that situation. And listen, Zaire has shown exactly why he got drafted at 10. That, that shot is looking really nice. He's playing super confident. His length on defense is awesome, but it's going to take a switch in mentality. So I, while I'm, I'm on Daniel's side and I don't think, I think that they will flip that switch come playoffs with the position that they're in. But I also see what you're saying. Like if they, they don't like they haven't before, then you and me are both going to be having some, uh, some fun text messages back and forth about what we think about the rotations. It's going to be rough, man. <laughs> All right. So uh, there will be no Jenkins slander on this podcast. I will go to my grave battling out, uh, and I have from day one, which is weird, I know, uh, but I have battled it for Jenkins. Uh, a, a real special story, and this will kind of uh, make you feel bad, I hope. Um, and so there was something that uh, happened. Uh, I don't really get too many details because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to bring much attention to it, other than the story of I, I came across a video that Coach Jenkins shared uh, with a young uh, with a young kid. And it was pretty much so heartfelt, but it just, it went, I, I expected to see the video be 30, 45 seconds. Okay. I, I expected like, okay, I'm watching this. Okay. That was really cool. And then it went on and went on and went on. And Jenkins pretty much gave a almost three minute video um, to a kid who just went through some big stuff in his life. And I thought, you know what, that that really shows the kind of dude he is. I know what was asked of him. I know everything, all the details and a one minute video would have sufficed easily. But the fact as the conversation in the video went to where it was, uh, it showed me that I, I really just, just seeing that one little clip showed me how really cool of a dude uh, coach Jenkins is uh, the kind of man, the reason all these players like him. So, uh, not I, I've wanted to share that I haven't yet, and so uh, we we're talking about Coach Jenkins, and I know we we're jokingly talking about him, and he does love his players, right? He loves he loves those guys, and he rides with them. Uh, unfortunately, to uh, to a bad spot where he just won't stop riding with them. Uh, but I had to share that because I thought that was something that um, that he really has done uh, that I thought really needs some praise. That he will never, nobody will ever know about it, nobody except for the the kid, the family and the people that um, really contact him about it. But uh, anyway, sorry to bring it down. We're going to keep it going. Uh, the reason the Grizzlies win a playoff series or continue to win through the playoffs, give me a reason. Let's roll. Dylan Brooks. God, get <laughs> out of here. Man, I'm here for Dylan Brooks. No matter, no matter, well, I'm not going to say it, no matter what. But um, if the Grizzlies win a playoff series uh it, it'll be because of again i'm not going to go back to the shooting well and them sh- improving their shooting it's going to be because their defense is on a string 100 percent, their defense is on a string and like chris i think mentioned a minute ago health they have to stay healthy right and the main part of that is jaron they have not had a play without jaron all year and that defense begins and ends with him being able to anchor it from obviously defending the rim like the freaking condor he is to be able to go out and get with a guard out on the arc and then track them all the way into the paint um it frees up everybody else to run the defense they want and that helps them get in transition right they get to take gambles on defense because jaron is there to be able to help out with anything that goes wrong if they miss and if he's not in there and they miss and there's nobody in the paint that's able to help with that right and so I think it's all going to come back to defense and ultimately um, Jaron one staying healthy and two playing at the level defensively he has, and hopefully be able to put together the, the offensive flashes. So I'll stick with defense and Jaron is the main ones. Okay. I like that. Uh, as long as it's not DB, Chris, let's roll. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna, hating on Dylan. I'm going to have to go first on one of these. Cause Nathan, he making it hard on me because he's taking my answers. <laughs> All right, we're about to roll Great reverse minds. next one. We're going back. Um, it, it's, it's Black Panther, man. It, it's, it's him. He's the one that is going to be the person that's going to get us where we want to go. Um, and not just his defense. I think that's solidified. Uh, but starting to see his offense come on, mm-hmm. you know, to how it's been the last, you know, month or two. Um, his first year 
Jaron was down on the block when Mark and Mike was here. He was down on the block taking people, and he was shorter than what he is now. Dude done grew, what, three, four inches since he's been in Memphis? So, right. you know, and, you, you know, you're you putting on weight in the weight room. Like, he has the body to go down there down low. And I'm not saying get down there and bang, like, you know, whatever the top bangers in the league are. But you got the physique and the skill set to do it. Um and so I've been, you know, really pleased seeing him do that lately, um, you know, within the last month or two. So if he can constantly get back to doing that, obviously his three-point shot got to get back to where it is. Because, But, he, you know, he's been trimming it down on taking so many attempts. He's going to be the most important. If Jaron is a below 10-point, you know, game, uh, below five rebound a game guy in the playoffs, we're not going to get to where we want to go, period. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm going to put it on him. Yeah, I, uh, I I agree with that. I like that. Uh, I, I think it's more of energy. And I think energy and activity is going to be the reason that the Grizzlies play so well, because when you have the energy and you have the activity, your defense is going to be there. Your, your shot blocking, your rebound, your steals. Uh, the Grizzlies obviously are uh, their first in so many areas. I really do think it's the energy and activity because this year, there hasn't been the roller coaster of a season. And the reason is, is because of the energy and the activity of all 15 players that have played. And it's been mainly John Morant, who has been downhill the whole season. Uh, when I called him out, whatever was it, two years ago now, two seasons ago, that was literally, he was playing some games and taking games off and he was trying to find his, you know, in his mode and he wasn't always downhill. Well, now he is. And he is the reason that we are playing so well, but also Jaron. Jaron goes cold often from the outside and he was trying to be from the outside uh, so much and too much. And now that he looks like he ate the younger Jaron. Um, and so he's double Jaron right now. Uh, he is going down to the paint and absolutely just dunking on people with his left hand, just out of nowhere. It's, it's amazing. And I've not been more of a fan of any player more than Jaron this year, because I was so out on him. Um, because I didn't think he could be the player that he has become. Um, and I will absolutely eat that crow because I almost traded him my fantasy season, my dynasty league, dynasty, okay, dynasty. I almost traded him in the first month of the season. Just so we're all crystal clear on this. It's me. I almost did. Um, I rejected all the trades. Get out Good of for here. You. Yeah. Good for you. Thank, thank hey, God. Thank God. Let me tell you what might make up for Jaron not showing up offensively, though. Dylan Brooks averaging 26, four and two. The only playoff Dylan that we've seen showing up to be playoff Dylan. Just saying, Jaron can average less than 10 if Dylan's scoring 26. So since we are all agreeing on that, I'm not going to go back and just say Dylan again. Dylan Brooks will be the reason we want to playoff matchup. And I'll be right, so on the podcast. This is just me and Chris on the podcast now. Nathan mm-hmm. just got kicked off. Yep. Um, let's go to Chris first because <laughs> Nathan's not around anymore. So, Chris. The best playoff matchup for the Grizzlies this year. We talking about first round or we talking about period? First round, because obviously you got to get to the first round to get to the second. Um, And I'm going to kind of give a caveat on this. Um, I'm just looking at some of the teams. I don't, I want to include the teams that are already in and realistically where the Grizzlies can be, they can be anywhere between two to four. If all goes bad, they're in the four seed. If all goes right, they're in the three or two seed. And if they things stay the same, they're in the three. But just looking at this, um, you're obviously going to have a seven, eight seed that you can play one of those teams. And out of the seven through 10 right now, and I'll do seven through 11 because I think San Antonio catches Portland. Uh, you have Minnesota, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Blazers, and uh, the Spurs. But above them, and the five, six seed. So I think five through 11 is really your honey hole of the teams you got to choose from. And that's going to include the Mavericks and the Nuggets. You can play any of those teams the first round very easily. Is there one of those teams in that team selection of teams that you think that would be uh, the best? Did I say best or worst? Best, best. We'll go best first. So if we was on here, what, two weeks ago, uh, this answer would have been totally different. But um, I'm going to take us against the Mavericks. Um, wow. When they had Porzingis, it's a matchup problem, you know, with Jaron because – well, I take – it's not a matchup problem, but he's one of the only people that can really, like, size up with Jaron. Right. He can take him out to the three. He can take him down in the post. Just as good on defense. Um, 
when they did that bonehead trade, I was sitting there just, like just laughing. I'm like, I don't know what y'all were thinking, but I mean, you got Jalen Brunson, you got Luca, and now you got Spencer Dinwiddie. You got three guards, basically three point guards almost. I don't know what y'all are planning to do with that, but um, defensively, I just don't know how they gonna keep up with us now, especially with Dylan getting back and being able to guard Luca. You know, so I know he's a matchup problem, but if DB's back, he's on you know on Luca, and we got everything else how it is. I'm gonna take the Mavericks because I don't want to see the Nuggets if Jalen Mur- uh, Jamal Murray comes back. I just don't. I know he's coming off, uh, you know, a, a crazy injury, but right. if they bring him back, it's probably because he's in a, you know, a good space to play. I don't want to see that guy. So um, I, I'll stick with the Mavericks, you know, going forward for sure. I like that. And uh, just off of all those teams that we talked about, I believe the only teams that we do not play um, the rest of the way through the season would be the Lakers, Clippers, and Mavericks. If I'm if I'm using my my big brain, which isn't as big. Um, correctly. Yeah. It looks like the only teams that we would not play in all those selection of teams so far would be the Lakers Clippers and the Mavericks who are teams that we obviously have played this year, but they've made some changes so far with the Mavericks. And so we won't actually know until we match up against them in the first round, potentially uh, what that actually looks like. So um, man, I don't, that, that scares me. Uh, Nathan, what do you got? Um, Personally, I'm terrified of Davis Burton, so I think you're crazy, Chris. I don't know. I don't know, man. No, I uh, – I, Przingis being gone for the Mavericks makes that much, much more appealing. Obviously, we're not as scared of Davis Burton as it would be if Porzingis and Dinwiddie doesn't scare anybody the way he's played this year. But that being said, they just play at such a slow – pace and you cannot you cannot make them pick it up right and even though obviously like the burnt time thing was a joke now that is a shooter that Luca has to pass out to maybe he finds his form again after they paid him well I I personally consider the worst contract in the NBA <laughs> but um, now that Chandler Parsons is gone yeah now Chandler Parsons is gone we don't need to get into that but so Dallas, I can't go with Dallas just because even though Porzingis is gone and that obviously helps the Grizzlies chances there, I, I still think Brunson as a secondary creator gives us a lot of issues. And so it worries me a little bit and I just can't commit to that. Um, no matter Bertans or not, it's going to depend on health. I mean, do we know that Jamal Murray is coming back for the playoffs? Has that been... Supposed to, but do we know, you know, Jamal Murray? Do we know Draymond Green? Do we know Chris Paul? Do we know That's Dylan Brooks? Maybe. Oh, Dylan? Yeah. Dude, on the lookout for Dylan. <laughs> uh, I think, honestly, I would go with the way the season has gone. I would want to play probably – I would probably go with the Clippers unless Kawhi and PG are back. PG will be back, won't he? Uh, there's there's speculation that he won't either. Uh, I, I would put my life on Kawhi not returning because yeah, that's I can't imagine that wouldn't make sense, does, right? That's what I'm basing off of. I would really go with the Clippers. The Clippers have nothing for Jaron and Ja, just nothing, right? There's just I think that's the best matchup. Obviously, if Paul George and Kawhi are back, that changes things. But right. that's thing stand. I don't think they're coming back. I think the Clippers are the best matchup for them. Um, if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter aren't there, I think Denver's a good matchup, but I think the Clippers are easily the best matchup. I honestly think they match up against the Lakers well too, but I'm just never going to ask for LeBron or AD. No, no. Just no. never going to do that. That's I'll just ask a for AD. Wise thing to do. He is, he's not a top 10 player in the league anymore. <clears throat> that's just me. Um, but one team I want, and I'm not sure if that's the best matchup, but I'm going to give my want, and that's going to be the Portland Trailblazers. And the reason is, is because I want to get Justice Winslow four losses, send him to the crib. See you later. We don't want you. We don't want you now. You're not going to the next round. You're not. You're not invited to the next round party. So see you, Justice. We tried to make it work. You you just sucked. I'm sorry. And I'm a Duke fan. I like him. He sucked. Daniel, well. I don't know if you know this. Justice Winslow and FedEx Forum, not in a Grizzlies uniform, is one of the uh, top ten players in the NBA. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. I don't remember him cooking us with the heat. Heat, yeah. First game of the year. Shot 67% from three with the yeah. Trailblazers in the game we lost by four. 
Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if you small you sample fire, size playing with fire, dude. That's Good. all I'm saying. We'll put it out. All right. Worst playoff matchup. Who do you not want to see in the first round? There's no chance we'll probably see the Jazz, the Warriors, and the, um, and the Phoenix Suns. I almost forgot about those guys. There's no way we'll see those guys because there's, there, there's too much jockey around that would have to happen to see one of them. But the rest is pretty much still open. So who do you not want to see? Chris, let's lead it off with you again. Um, it's, I don't trust the Timberwolves. They, they so up and down sometimes. I'm surprised they're in the seventh seed right now, but I'm not really worried about a cat. He just don't have enough heart for me, so it is what it is with that. Um, if if I had to pick somebody, it's going to be in that realm, it's going to be the Lakers. Okay. Uh, you know, Nathan, I'm with you. The, the Clippers don't really scare me. If PG comes back, they got some dogs over there, so, you know, they can compete dog to dog with us. You know, it, it may be – it may go down six games, may go seven. I don't know. We, we just, we'll have to see. Um, Nuggets could be tough, but we beat them before, so we'll see. I just – again, I'm not sure with Murray, but with the Lakers – yeah, Russell Westbrook is terrible right now. I get that. But LeBron yeah. James in a seven-game series, he's the smartest dude in the league when it comes to basketball. Um, they'll figure out a way to make it hard on us. And I just – I don't know. That that worries me. So, if I had to pick in that range, I'm not – I'm hoping the Lakers get bounced to number eight <laughs> and let, you know, the Suns deal with them. I don't want to see them at all at seven or six at that seed where we may have to run into them. I'm good on that. Yeah, I want to at least see the player, uh, the Lakers in a playoff play in scenario somehow, some way. And the reason is one, we get their pick, right? It's still low enough where we get their pick. Two, they get bounced in one of those games and they actually don't they don't get invited to the playoffs. That would be that would be the best. I, I I'm a LeBron hater. I've been. Um, and so even though I do I do respect him, I can still hate. So Nathan, who you got? Worst playoff matchup. I think I'm actually Going to with the asterisk of none of these teams freak me out that much. Outside, obviously, a healthy Lakers is sort of scary, but I'm actually going to go with the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves' shooting and size of their guards gives Memphis some issues. I think Anthony Edwards is a lot like John Moran, that he's built for that big moment. And if he starts going off, we I just don't think the Grizzlies have the size to be able to keep up with D'Angelo and Edwards at the same time. I, so it worries me a little bit, but honestly, I, I honestly can't believe I'm saying this not as a joke. I don't trust Patrick Beverly to not hurt John Morant. <laughs> I don't trust – he is – that dude is a clown, man. I cannot take it. There's, it. It was like a meme a year ago, but then after he pushed Chris Paul in the playoffs, he's basically going into Jaws back while he's in the air when they played last time. I, the dude actually freaks me out, not from a play standpoint, right. whatever. That dude is barbecue chicken. Look what Pascal Siakam did to him a week ago. Who cares about his defense? I think he is the kind of dude who would try and take Jaws' knees out. And so I, and I just don't want to have to watch it. I don't have to watch Patrick Beverly for a playoff series, man. That's depressing. It's not basketball. So, yeah. Both from a play standpoint with D'Lo, if he gets hot, and Edwards. Um, Cat, if he decides to show up. I'm sort of with Chris on the cat analysis. I I don't think he's built for it, but if he decides to get going and gets hot and all of a sudden he actually starts playing like he's built for it, that's that's a scary matchup to me. Um, plus all the Pat Bev stuff, man. I just I don't need to get going down that rabbit trail, but I'll say the Timberwolves. <laughs> I don't want to see the Timberwolves. All right. So, uh, obviously, we got our predictions uh, on the on the completely this season. And we're kind of pushing up on time, so I don't want to spend too much time on anything else. But is there anybody that's outside of the playoffs, whether it's in the East or the West, that any of you see getting in? Or do you think the playoffs are as they are? Because in the East, you have Washington, uh, you have the Wizards, the Knicks on the outside looking in. And on the West, you have the Spurs, the Pelicans, and the Kings, who the Kings look like they're going to be playing for it, I would imagine, since they got Sabonis. Just anybody, if you do have a team that you think potentially could be in, who's making the run? Or are we are we set? I'm gonna let Nathan go first on this one. I got. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't think Washington can do anything. New York just looks dead in the water. I, I, I imagine the Spurs overtake Portland. I mean, Portland went on a heater after that trade, but right. I just, I, I think San Antonio has a chance to to sneak in there, and Pop's never going to tank. Portland might be incentivized to lose a few games to try and help them build around Dame. So. Yeah. I think San Antonio sneaks into the play-in. Uh, I'm not confident in that by any means, but um, if I had to guess, I think San Antonio is going to sneak in over Portland for that last play-in spot. But um, other than that, I think it's locked in as is. I don't, I don't think there's anybody going to make any real noise. Wow. Chris, you got anybody out, outside of San Antonio? No, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm lock it in as it is. Um, Anthony Simons, that dude is – he turned the corner, and I'm yeah. kind of mad that the Grizzlies didn't make a trade for him about a year ago or something like that. But we probably wouldn't have the space for him, so and he wouldn't be playing like he was playing because he getting started minutes. But outside of that, I think he's locked in uh, on the East. Um, I mean, the, the Nets are number eight. I don't see that staying too long once they get everybody back healthy. Right. Um, but I don't really the, the Wizards. You can Knicks uh, Pacers. Yeah, let's lock it in. <laughs> All right, so we're locked into the playoffs here, and these are the teams. Uh, the Grizzlies, these are your predictions that are coming up for the playoffs. And, Chris, I'm going to go back to you first. I want to make sure I give you the chance to take Nathan's number and to put him in a, a tailspin right here. But give me your playoff predictions. Do you think they get the first, second, third round? Like, what, what's going on? What's going to happen? What's today? 22nd 22 22 22 yeah we almost make the time too it's 232 whatever <laughs> uh let's i'm gonna go ahead and say it today the memphis grizzlies will make the nba finals <laughs> so not the west finals the finals the nba finals I'm I'm putting it down right now. I already put my money where my mouth is, so I got that's that's my bet on that. Uh, I got a few off, you know, personal bets with it. But yeah, I think we're gonna make it. And the reason I say that, nobody in the West truly scares me. Obviously, you know, we're talking about you know we're having a conversation um, in regards to what matchup is not ideal for us. But when it comes down to the way that we play, the star power that we have, the energy, the chemistry that we have. It's no team in the West you can look down and put all those points like we do. Right. And so when you look at that, I mean, the Jazz, they starting to have beef between – well, they've been having beef between Mitchell and, and Gobert. I'm not worried about the Mavericks. The Nuggets, it's a toss-up with health. Timberwolves, uh, Clippers. Uh, uh, I'm only really worried about, honestly, that guy in Golden State. I'm not even really worried about Phoenix because, you know, we match up well against them. Yeah, they're number one. But, again, Chris Paul, we worried about a hand. He's getting older. Um, yes, Mikael Bridges can, you know, defend John Moran a little bit better than anybody else. But I'm taking my guys, man. As long as we, you know, not in a shoot-off with Steph Curry, he's in a hot streak like he was this weekend, I'm taking us to go all the way. And whoever in the East, they can pull up. I'm not worried about them either. Wow. Except for the Nets. <laughs> Except for the Nets. They they like the Monstars right now as far as, like, height and yeah, I don't, I don't know about them, but yeah, let's go to the finals. Let's do it. Wow. Who, uh, bonus points? Who are they playing in the finals? And I'm guessing who are they losing to? I'm going to say these Nets, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it had to be the Nets. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and Andre Drummond. And they get, you know, some stuff sprinkled in on the bench. <laughs> it's hard to bet against them. I'm sorry. So, yeah. That's uh, they're tough. I uh, I had the the DraftKings thing come up. It was like, hey, you put your money on here. Every win they get, you get your you get a dollar for every win. And I was thinking, I should just pick the Nets <laughs> at this point. Like, why am I why am I picking the Grizzlies? Uh, but I had to be a fan, and so uh, I went ahead and put my money where my mouth is with the Grizzlies. So I need them to win like twenty two games, to get my money back. That way, if they you know fizzle out in the playoffs, no big deal. Um, all right. So what you got over there, Nathan, are you going to be as bold? Because that's bold. Well, so originally I had the Grizzlies making a West finals, West finals, because of the Suns, the Suns with Chris Paul, they're just, they got the experience. It's hard to bet against that, but then Chris Paul got hurt. 
And then Chris said they were making the finals. So the only thing bigger than them making the finals is I'm going to say the Grizzlies are going to win the finals. The Grizzlies are going to win, win the NBA finals. <laughs> I, uh, Listen, if they if they make the finals, which I think is wide open now after the Chris Paul injury, truly, I, no one in the East scares me other than the Nets. But the Nets have to prove that they can get it together, and I just don't know that they can. You know, I just – it's been two years now, two or three years of them supposed to be the title favorite all out. Kyrie, Harden, obviously Harden's gone now with KD. And they just haven't proven they can put the pieces together. So no one in the East scares me. So if they make the finals, I'd – hundred percent think the Grizz are going to win it. I, uh, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be overly dramatic. So I'll say, I'll say the West finals, what I said before, I think if Chris Paul, the Chris Paul injury ends up playing out and it gives them an issue into the playoffs. I think the Grizzlies do make the final. So, and, and win it. So, I, but my prediction will be West finals. I'm not going to one up Chris. I'm going to do it. Wow. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to bring y'all back down to earth a little bit with mine, and I will give my uh, prediction on this. I think they lose in six games in the second round of the NBA playoffs. I'm going to be more less biased, we'll say, and I think they're going to lose to the Golden State Warriors in six games, second round. I know that's not the way I want to end the podcast, but I really do think that this team is a team of destiny and I want to hop on the bandwagon. I do. I want to just blindly close my eyes and just jump in and just say, let's do it. Because they've proved me wrong this whole time. So I figured, why don't I just bet, up against, bet against them again? I should have just put my money on the Nets. I'm assured that the Grizzlies would have won a championship this year. Um, but I just don't know if they have the shooting. I don't know when the playoff comes, if we see what happened in the play-in tournament where you see the Grizzlies and they look so good, you know, in the play-in, and then you see them in the first game without a Donovan Mitchell against Utah, and then it all kind of just gets a little slower and teams start coaching against them because you're going to run up against coaches uh, potentially uh, like Steve Kerr, Monty Williams. Like there, there's good coaches out there that might be able to out-coach our young coach who I am older than. I like that. I still think back, like I'm older than our head coach. It makes me feel really old, but it just looks at like there could be some still some learning that happens. And so that's where I take it back to is I still think that the Grizzlies are there. I think that they're having a magical season, but I don't want to get ahead of myself too much. If they make the second round and they lose in a hard fought contest, let's say they don't get gentlemen swept. I don't want to do that. So let's go six or seven games, and they lose in the second round. Are you still happy? No, <laughs> no, not 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 no 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 not happy at all. Like no, especially to the Warriors. No, Dude, okay. Me and Chris are taking over the Grizz nine on one podcast. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> what I don't I don't think he understands. That's like my my Twitter handle is Mem Grizz Homer. You do realize that, right? <laughs> Like I, I'm the only Homer takes are allowed and anything I'm on it. That's so no, you have to still be happy. It's still a magical season, no matter what, like you made it farther than you would have thought before the season started. Like you're not happy at all. Like you're still I'm pissed. a sore loser. Okay. All right. I mean, so, ob- objectively, if you told me before the season started, well, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But now that we're here, no, I will not be happy. I'm a prisoner of the moment. Okay. Absolutely not. And honestly, I think they match. I think they should beat the Warriors. I think they match up super well against the Warriors. Obviously, if Steph is doing what he did in the All Star game, sorry, everybody's screwed. But everybody, yeah, they match up well, especially if Draymond's having issues. I, I just think that they are a matchup issue for the Warriors in general, and so I like that matchup way better than I do the Suns. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I look at us. I, mean, I look at us as the Bengals of the of the NBA right now. Huh? And, you know, we, we don't know what we're doing, but we out there performing and we got the highlight, we got the flash, we got everything. Nah, man. It, Western finals are bust for me. Woo! If you get to the Western finals, all right, cool. You know, we which is the furthest we've ever made it, you know, going against OKC. So, you know, I'll be cool with that. But nah, second round, unless we somehow magically went against the Suns and lost, then I'll be, I guess it'll be a little bit better, but that'll yeah. hurt. You know, lie. Well, if you're, if you're looking at, you know, some of the teams, and I'll wrap it up on this, uh, just, you know, thank you for hanging out with us and staying this far. 
Um, we are obviously the Grizzly people, and uh, Chris and Nathan are both new to the Grizzly. And uh, we want to just have a quick roundtable on this, even though it wasn't very quick. Um, but I think it was fun. I think it was a good time. But looking at these teams, Phoenix has their questions on injuries, and I think that's Chris Paul. And that's two their, one of their best players. Golden State, they have not looked the same without Draymond. Still an injury. They don't know what's going to happen with him. Utah, I don't know if they just don't like each other, if that fixes itself. I don't know if that's an injury. I don't know if that's a broken heart. Uh, Maybe we'll just chalk that up to uh, muscle cramps of the heart. Uh, But Dallas, they just traded their best, one of their better players. Who knows how they're going to look like, especially when they get to playoffs. Denver, they need Jamal Murray to be a threat at all. There's no way without it. And you can go on through seven through 10. They all have their issues, right? Memphis is really the only one that does not have a major issue outside of Dylan Brooks injury. He's going to come back way before the season. So I understand the thinking like they have less questions around the team than other teams do in the top six. And so I like it. Uh, I just don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but man, I really do think that these Grizzlies could be those dudes. And I, I take it back to, uh, the Atlanta Braves this year when they won the championships, uh, when they won the championship and they said that we just might be those mother. Yeah. And they ended up being those mother. And so I will, I will give them uh, all the credit. I never, I won't doubt John anymore. We'll say that I've learned my lesson. Okay. I, I, I got put in timeout for a little bit. Um, and also something on that. We'll wrap this up. Uh, Sports Illustrated. Michael Pena is coming out with a, um, a, a new article uh, middle of March. And so I was actually just interviewed for that uh, this past weekend. And so he's going to talk a little bit about the story about uh, when me and Jaw had our interaction back a couple of years ago, uh, and also a little bit about his family and what drives him. So stay tuned to that. Uh, Chris, what you got? You want the guy that's on the commercial that John's talking about, that guy that was on Twitter. You were that guy? Oh, snap. Yeah, we got to take over this podcast, Chris. Oh, I didn't know that. That's... <laughs> I just hey, got a little depressed. A little behind the scenes. Uh, this is the first time Chris and I are actually meeting. Uh, we are via Zoom. Uh, we are just seeing each other, but we really do not know each other at all, hardly. Uh, this is the first time really having a conversation outside of, hey, don't write that. That's stupid. That's bad. Or, hey, write this and don't write that. So uh, this is the first time. So uh, I think it's all kind of opening up a little bit. And you'll now see more of Chris Bloom out of these <laughs> these podcasts sorry sorry to disappoint you chris that's me no. i apologize it was me no no it's a pleasure to meet you <laughs> pleasure to meet you live and learn. we all live and learn i definitely live and learn all right well that's all we have this week guys it's been a pleasure uh shout out what you got chris give us your uh your twitter handle and uh anything else you might be working on in the future Yes, sir. So my Twitter handle is at Cremain. Uh Daniel actually pr- and, uh, pronounced that great on the first time. So uh, C-H-R-I-M-A-N underscore. Um, and then I got a podcast that will be coming soon. You can follow it as well. The No Bluffing Pod on Twitter as well. So go ahead and shoot me a follow, man. Talk sports, get in some spaces and, you know, chop it up on there as well. Nice. Nathan, what you got? At MemGrizzHomer on Twitter. It's the only place to find me other than at TheLeadSM.com. Uh, Going to have another piece come out here pretty quick. Uh, if you want to say something on Twitter, I try and be respectful and not let my pettiness take take the reins. So I'll do my best, but feel free to, to reach out via that. Uh, shoot me anything you want, you want to hear about, just like Chris was saying. And uh, looking forward to, to getting some more stuff out, and especially as the season goes on, as exciting as it is. Well, as always, I am at Daniel Greer. It's my name. If you can't spell it, don't follow me. Uh, But make sure you follow us at Grizz underscore lead. Uh, And one thing I did say in that article that is coming out mid-March, because I'm never scared of what Ja's going to say. The question was, what makes Ja call people out on social media? My answer, he's petty. Strictly, he's petty. I'm petty. We're all petty. Us Memphians are petty. So, you know what? When it comes out and that's the headline that Josh Petty, I apologize. I already told my wife I apologize because uh, I'm afraid it's going to get taken out of context, but I'm here for it. I want all the smoke. Why not? 
We love us. Not me. All right, guys, that's all we have. Thank you for joining me and thank you for listening, hanging out with us. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Be nice and tell your friends.